Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Blue Kool-Aid drinkers. A new season of Detroit Lions football starts Sunday. And we couldn't think of a better way to celebrate than give you a mega preview prediction blowout podcast. We got UJ, Bob, Connor, and Rudd Dog all joining us this week. We break down offensive MVP predictions, defensive MVP, rookie of the year, who's a dark horse candidate to help the Lions get to the Super Bowl this year. We got it all covered for you, and we really hope you enjoy. Please leave a review. Please share this uh, podcast with anybody you think that may be interested in listening, and we just want to keep growing our community. We love having you listeners. And now for the new season, we have a new intro as well. But thank you, everybody, for listening, and now it's time for the pod. is drinking the blue kool-aid a detroit lions podcast made by lifelong lions fans uj i've been really drinking a lot of kool-aid tonight special brand of kool-aid called weller bob it's hard to find the little losses here Stafford, <laughs> regular season mvp rud dog we're gonna just be that team that yeah. just can flow like water and adapt to any team the new dynasty is born and connor Gotta be Stafford. Now with the two tight end sets that I'm so excited about, I see it all clicking. And I'm your host, Big Z. The media knows nothing. Forward down the field. One pride. Get your Kool-Aid. It's time for the pod. All right, blue Kool-Aid drinkers. We are back at September 3rd. The NFL season is less than a week away. And on this podcast, we got the entire crew, UJ, Rudd Dog, Bob, and Connor. Hey, everybody. You guys, the rosters are set. Zenner is gone. Brandon Powell, gone. We welcome J.D. McKissick, David Blau. Uh, But, you know, we've been on this podcast all summer hammering away at training camp and who's going to make the roster, who's not going to make the roster. But now it's go time. The regular season is here. Best time of the year, baby. Yeah, I'm psyched. It's finally real. Me too, baby. <laughs> Do you guys want to just Likewise. get your quick thoughts in about uh, those those moves, uh, having three quarterbacks on the roster? Do you guys want to speak to any of that before we move on to? Well, Zenner is the big one. I mean, that one just hurt. <laughs> I thought he was going to be. I think it's a big one in our circle. Oh. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah I he's definitely got a that. homer thing going if you're, on. If you're like an outsider of the Lions, I feel like Zenner being cut is not as big of a deal. That's true. <laughs> No, it's really not. I mean, is anyone else going to pick him up? Probably not. So. He has not been picked up he's, yet. He's going to come back and save I, us at the end of the season again this year, probably. Yeah, yeah I, I like Zender as a person, but I, I didn't have the same love for you, him as you guys did. I, I, I don't mind him being cut. I'm Brandon Powell's the one that I'm going to miss because I, I think he's going to be a contributor in the NFL going forward. But we'll see. You have to come by Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. 
I just like it's it's definitely a personal thing. Like you you like him because he you had some special moments when he came back, you know, at the end of the last few seasons and kind of dug you out of some tight spots and he just well, he just made us look interesting for a little bit with our run game. And I don't know what they see in CJ Anderson, but I hope he turns out to be a stud for us. I, I just feel slightly let down that we never saw him uh, get a chance to just carry the team like that, really lean on him, you know, like if he could handle that. He came in and did did a good job when he, you know, but we never really leaned on him too hard, you know. Right. Uh, I was just curious to see how he'd hold up under that kind of, you know, pressure, but. Yeah, Mason, but uh, he, 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 you've got to be really happy though because Josh Johnson's on the squad. <laughs> your boy. I know you love you created this narrative that Josh Johnson's my boy, but you know I'll take it. He's our backup quarterback now. That's fine. Uh, if he steps up, you know, if he has to come in a game, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm fully there to support him. That's all I can say. <laughs> I really am shocked. I really thought Tom Savage was going to be our backup. Uh, the David Blau pickup, uh, you know, surprise. Obviously, we have no, we have no idea as outsiders. Uh, that they were looking at him so deeply, but I did like him at Purdue a lot, so that could translate into something. Well, apparently, change tomorrow they're working out three more quarterbacks today. Apparently. <laughs> yeah, so, right. Uh... <laughs> it's yeah. Fair point. Um, but anyways, I just want to get the quick reactions uh, of you guys uh, to the final roster. Strong the one, roster. one really, yeah. Well, that's a good point. They're a strong roster, and a guy I wanted to point out was Kevin Strong, the undrafted free agent. <laughs> Uh, whose dad is uh, struggling with lung cancer right now. Just a good story overall, the fact that he made the roster. Uh, yeah. And I, I hope he can make some damage on the field as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's always fun and, to root for guys Bo, like that. Bo Benchfagel made the squad. Too. Yes. So Benchfagel, yes. baby. UJ. <laughs> yep, thank you. Thank you. Bo Benchowall. all the way. Bo Benchowall, yep. I like his potential as an extra lineman on rundowns this year. Just put him in there to be a big meat grinder, you know, come up there and blow some dudes off the line in heavy packages. Apparently they like his steady progress, and they see his ceiling is very high. So, uh, you know, even though he's not starting right now, which was my original prediction, but uh, – I think down the road, I think he could be a, a regular player on this Do you team, think he'll so. be activated on game days? No. Nah, probably not. Yeah, I don't think so. Not, a, not initially, anyway. Not initially. Probably will as the season goes on. The Lions have oh, been very um, transparent about their thoughts on him, though. They they say he's not quite ready yet, but that they they see a high ceiling for him. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah not think they want to lose him. Go ahead. Yeah, exactly. No, they didn't want to lose him like uh, – we were talking about at the beginning uh, of the training camp that, you know, 20 other teams reached out to him and wanted him. So true. Yeah. But remember we did that last year. Uh, we could have lost Brandon Powell, but they put him on the roster just to protect him. Mm-hmm. And uh, right. So he's kind of in that same situation this year. Yeah. I liked how they have guys developing that way towards the future. You know, I feel like we weren't always developing future talent with past coaches. Yeah. And but Bob, I'm just sorry about, Brandon Powell, buddy. Uh, yeah. Morning your loss there. Yeah, yeah. thanks. Yeah. Luckily, we've got a lot of other guys. You love Brandon Powell, man. I know. He's going to get no ring, but that's all right. <laughs> okay, so I just wanted to get our thoughts on that, but now we're going to move on to the exciting part, and that is talking about this upcoming season and getting our whole thoughts out there before the games really get beginning. And our first... 
and our favorite. We we have a lot of predictions on this episode, listeners. Blue Kool Aid drinkers. Uh, we you are we all love our predictions at the end of each uh, episode uh, during the regular season. But I mean, this is just a full episode of predictions, and I'm really pumped for it. Oh yeah, baby. Oh yeah, baby. But Can't be- wait. Yeah. But be- before we get into our predictions, I want to talk about. A new segment. I, I we're gonna introduce this segment because it happens every week. We talk about it uh, at nauseum. Sometimes we mention every week at least. And the segment is gonna be things said in the dumbass media, or things said by the dumbass media. We're still working out the name of the segment a little bit. But my God, That's a I good mean, name. <laughs> <laughs> things said by the dumbass media. <laughs> I like that name. Um. So if you have you guys perused and seen all the predictions out there for the Lions this year? Uh, no, but my, I saw my, enough. <laughs> my coworkers email them to me all the time, so <laughs> I get to see them. Well, I want to first uh, – I want to start on top, and that is a uh, prediction by the ever-so-loved – beloved by all Lions fans, Carlos Monarez of the Detroit Free Press. In, in the bottom. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it just shows you trolls can get paid to do stuff, too. So he's a paid troll. It's you unbelievable. It is as, un- unbelievable. Why does this guy get, you know, a press pass? Why does this guy get access to the Detroit Lions? Seriously. When he hates the Lions. It's, oh, it's frustrating. Just to what get our eye up, man. He just pisses us all off. I think they do it, it you know. He has yeah, a troll. That sort of stuff. The poor man's too sharp. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Someone said yeah. provocative articles get clicks. I mean, it, it, it is true. It does clicks, but I don't even, I personally don't click on them because it's just going to waste my time. What was his most recent one, though? What was his prediction? You, you haven't said. Well, he didn't come up with a record necessarily. He just came up uh, who would uh, finish in what place in the division. And he, I believe he said Bears and Packers and Vikings and Lions. Of course. So. Uh, Shock! Oh my God! Yeah. This is the guy wow. that said running is hard. I think I just saw a pig fly by my window. I can't believe he <laughs> hey, said Bob. something negative. I like your comparison of poor man's Drew Sharp. I think yeah. that's a good one. You know. Yeah, because I actually didn't Drew mind Sharp, sometimes. But he was a big troll too. Yeah, at least yeah, Drew Sharp put some. Drew Sharp put more analysis behind his reasoning, I thought, than Monarez does. Yeah, yeah, he was a better <laughs> writer too, but but he was a troll. Yes, agreed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So the Ringer. dot com they had the Lions twenty fifth overall. ESPN their writing crew has the Lions twenty fifth overall. Um, making the rounds today was an ESPN simulation. Oh my! With God. the Lions starting zero and ten and finishing four and twelve. It's a joke. I, I want to speak to this one at least. They yeah. do twenty thousand simulations, and this Who was cares? the one that had the Lions going zero and ten. With infinitely <laughs> less data than 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 it actually exists in reality, there's no way it matters. Well, they have the Lions getting like blown out by the Cardinals in Week One. That's just like outrageous. Like thirty-five to seventeen, I think, is the score prediction there. Well, like I like how the simulation okay. also included of Matt Patricia firing. Like they took their, ma- yes. they added their own imagination to this thing. Like, oh yeah, you know that wasn't just the simulation, raw numbers. Well, that I was- think the national media wants Matt Patricia fired. If, if the, so, the odds on a coach getting fired this year, I'm, I'm, I forgot the actual numbers, like the the worth of each odd. But I know the the order goes: Jay Gruden is first. This is first coach to get fired during the regular season. Second is no coach gets fired. And third is Matt Patricia. <laughs> That's in Vegas right now. Because they see the next dynasty in the making. They don't want it to be Detroit. <laughs> That's what's happening. Yeah. 
Um, well, if anybody wants to bet me that Patricia's getting fired this year, I'll take I'll take all the bets. Oh yeah, he's not he's not getting fired this year. I'm with yeah, you. Yeah, no too. way. It's not happening. Yeah, I'm like unless it's a disaster. Mm-hmm. Um. So Sports Illustrated actually had the Lions going nine and seven. Not making a playoff, but yeah, <laughs> ahead of the Bears. Yes, ahead of the Bears. So nine. Yeah. Um. So is that a win for us in the national media? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whoop de doo. Nine seven at least is respectable. Like no. Oh, and eleven is just outrageous. That's Peter King, and we'll throw him in the dumbass media um uh column as well, at least for this uh this week. And for the summer, really, because that this encompasses the whole summer. Michael Rothstein, I give him credit at ESPN. I know he just mentioned ESPN twice in the negative, but I will give him credit. He's the Lions beat writer for ESPN. He predicts the Lions go 10-6 and six and make the playoffs. My boy. Oh, yeah. And then USA Today, a month and a half ago, decided to put out their full regular season rankings. So way ahead of schedule. One of those people that has to be first, even though they're going to be way wrong. 3-13, uh, and 13, they had the Lions. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Um, and then Bill Simmons, uh, if, I don't know if you guys are familiar, uh, but he has the number one sports podcast in the nation, and he has been absolutely hating on the Lions because he hates Matt Patricia from his days uh, on the Patriots. So he he speaks nothing but negatively about them. You know what, Big Z? I hear all these things you're saying, and all I can think is, what a bunch of dumbasses. <laughs> well, you know what I see here with all these predictions? I see fuel. This is locker room stuff. This is, I mean, you put it on the board, and this team's going to look at this stuff. This is what people think of them. And believe me, I, th- I think they're a lot better than what these people think, and it's going to just be fuel for them coming out. <laughs> that's like that's what I think. Oh, yeah. yeah I mean, any, any player, you know, who has any pride sees Bulletin this kind of board, stuff, they're going to be pissed. They're going to be pissed. Yeah. Happens every year, though. I mean, it's not like they don't consistently get shot on. By the media, so they should be used to it by now. No, never get no, used to yeah, it. No, yeah, never settle. <laughs> no, we're gonna yeah, make them yeah, gonna, eat their words. With this squad, though, the way you know, I'm not saying they should settle. They've improved the roster, and it seems to be the the consensus that they're gonna be worse this year. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Understand get that. That. But that's the perfect but position to take over from. Like nobody will see us coming. Because the media is going to get in their heads and make them think we're nobodies, and then we're just going to steamroll them. That's what's going to happen. It seems like a lot of these predictions don't even do their homework, though. Like that ESPN one, I remember they had our backup. They, had, they still had Savage as their backup quarterback, like after he had already. <laughs> yes, yes, uh, yes. Yeah. So they're really paying attention. Like they just, yeah, they, they forget what to do, and then they're like, oh, well, let's just put the Lions at 0 10 because, you know, people will eat that up. So. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like they judge the Lions like I judge like most college football teams by the name of the school. <laughs> like, like I don't follow yeah. it closely enough, so I'm like, oh my god, like, you know, Tennessee lost to somebody. That's so embarrassing. But I have no idea how good Tennessee is this year. I just expect like certain schools to do well, and I feel like that's how everyone looks at the Lions. They just kind of like pencil them in. Yeah, I think they look at some of the top teams, you know, and. You put a little study into them, and then just at the bottom teams, they just they just blow them off, and you know, just whatever you know, like the usual thing. Yeah, yeah. What I don't say the way they they always hype up Notre Dame and they suck, but uh, <laughs> oh, we're not going to go college <laughs> now. But <laughs> hey, I, nice to get your Notre Dame shot in there, Bob. I like that. <laughs> I always hear Michigan can beat Ohio State every year. 
They will. They will. Oh, someday, yeah, will. somehow. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. One? Yeah, all right, Connor, last word for you, and then we'll uh, move on to our next oh, category. I was just going to say, the one thing I don't get is the other organization that's always been there with us, in a disrespect, is the Browns. But now everyone thinks the Browns are going to win the Super Bowl. That's thanks to you. <laughs> that is crazy. Suddenly they get all this respect in the Lions. Well, it helped that they had it. Hard Knocks. Hard Knocks is a big international name booster. Oh, God. Bring it all the way back. I'm just saying, Hard Knocks did good oh, for them. Boy. It made them known. That's, that's ridiculous. I'm sorry. No, it's a... I don't think that's the reason. No, but it's a name recognition thing, and then you add Baker Mayfield, and he takes it to another level because he was just so popular coming out of Oklahoma. I think those two things with the Browns actually having some good players around the team have combined to make some big hype. Great. I, I agree with the I, second part of that. The Baker Mayfield part, yeah, but the hard knock, yeah. I don't think that had any effect. Oh, I did. Yeah, well, you're wrong. It definitely did. How could you say <laughs> that? How much more exposure they got because people want to just go on HBO and want to watch Hard Knocks. Good exposure though. Hard Knocks is talking about how much your team sucks, basically. Not necessarily. Not if you're an up and coming yeah. team. The Not only thing the Hard rebound. Knocks was good for were the for the Browns was that we got to see Hugh Jackson and what a terrible NFL coach is like. <laughs> so yeah. that, that's all you I took just away. Don't from love that. your team as much as you say you do. That's Probably got them fired. <laughs> all right. So all right, enough of it. I want to move back yes. on to our predictions now. Enough. Enough with the dumbass media. We're now moving dumbasses. on to our categories. And the first one I want to get to is our predictions for Rookie of the Year. So the mm. nominees are Bo Benchawal, David Blau, Travis Fulgham, Will Harris, TJ Hawkinson, Ty Johnson, CJ Moore, Amani Arurie, Kevin Strong, and Jelani Tavai. Ooh, some strong names on that list. So I want to go around and get everybody's thoughts on who you think Rookie of the Year is going to be. We're going to start with you, UJ, on this category. Right, oh, I'm going to go with the obvious. I'm going to go Hawkinson. I think he's going to be just an incredible weapon for Stafford. Uh, I, I like Ty Johnson, the way he's come on. I think he's going to be a uh, valuable weapon, too. I think Tavai's going to be fantastic. But I think Hawk is going to is going to do some real damage in the league this year. So, and, and Stafford hasn't had a great tight end since he's been there. I think, uh, I think we're going to see something special here. So I'm going hot. I hope Ebron's not listening to this podcast right now. Oh, I don't care if he's listening. <laughs> Hell with that guy. He probably is. He's obsessed with the line. I'm just saying, he might tweet about you. He might tweet about this podcast in a negative way. Let him tweet. Well, okay. We'd welcome that. Oh, he might drop his phone doing it. <laughs> uh, uh, nice. How about you, Bob? Yeah, well, um, well, I'm gonna go with the same guy, Hawkinson, because I I think he's the real deal, and he's proved it in the preseason. He looks legit. I mean, he was legit coming out of college, and and uh, Stafford, his best years, he's always had a tight end. I mean, when uh, like Pettigrew in the early years, people bashed Pettigrew, but he had a lot of catches for him uh, when Stafford was he did coming up. And uh, sure. when he has a reliable tight end, that's that plays perfectly in Stafford's game. So I think it's going to be Hawkinson. Hey, how about you, Connor? Uh, well, I, I might change it up and say Tavai just because mm -hmm. I think I think he's been really great in camp, and I've heard only really good things about him. I know the pick at the time was controversial, but it seems like he's been improving steadily. I do think Hawkinson's going to be a beast, but I think it's going to take him probably four or five weeks to, to get there. And I think 
Tavai might be a little more consistent over the course of the entire season. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm going to go with Tavai as well. I think he's just I think he has a slightly more important role on this team, especially at the beginning this season, um, having to step up into Davis's spot. And I think he's going to be a missing piece that we uh, missed last year. I, Christian Jones, I think he's a better version of Christian Jones. That's what I, I kind of see for um, him in I this agree, defense. much better looking. <laughs> and who are, you, who are you going with, Rudd Dog? Hmm. It's hard. I mean, they all have their merits. I mean, you can't deny Hawk is going to be a featured part of this offense. Uh you know, Ty Johnson could uh, – he could be the ultimate ultimate dark horse for it because with his speed, you never know how the league will react. He might just surprise everybody. Um, but, yeah, I got to go to Vi. I think he just has such immense upside when you look at his physical attributes, his long arms, his good leverage. He's real strong. Uh, he could probably be a, make a above-average pass rusher, looks solid in zone. I mean, I think this guy could blow up big. We've seen some rookie linebackers come in and have big years recently around the league, so I, I'm kind of predicting he might have a, game, a season like that. Who was it for uh, last year? He was like the rookie of the year. I think he made like all pro as a linebacker for uh, – who was that for? Was it for the Falcons? In the NFL? Yes. Cow- Cowboys? Oh, uh, Kyle Vanderush? Well, I don't think it was Vanderesh, but I don't know. Anyway, well, Vanderesh yeah, was awesome. We've seen a lot of these we missed young on him by one pick. linebackers come up and look really great, and I think he's got that potential. So yeah, I'm picking him yeah. as well. All right. So there's our thoughts. I mean, uh, it was. It's probably going to be one of those two just by virtue of playing time, even. So true. But yeah, very exciting rookie class, and we can't wait to see what they do there. But now I want to move on to offensive MVP, and. I mean, I'll start this one. It, it's hard not to pick Matt Stafford because of the offense rests on his shoulders so much. I, I guess, man, no, I'm going to say Matt Stafford. I don't know <laughs> if anybody else has a different answer. Maybe on Johnson. You could say Kenny Galladay, yeah. but really if Kenny Galladay's going, it's because Matt Stafford's going. I could see Carry. I, I would go with on because I think with the focus on the run, there's a good chance he could be getting a lot of mileage this year. Uh, yeah. For me, it's got to be Stafford, just because now with the two tight end sets that I'm so excited about, and, you know, pe- there were people reporting that Stafford was playing hurt last year, and with this new offensive coordinator, I just, I see it all clicking for him. And, yeah. yeah. I'm going with Stafford, too. Uh, if this offense succeeds, it's going to be because of Stafford. I mean, I think these weapons are all going to be important. Everybody carry on uh, Hawk, all these guys, but uh, if, if they succeed, it's because of Stafford. He, he's the guy who controls it. He's the guy who makes it happen, so that's what I'm going yeah. with. I, I would agree with that. It's going to be Stafford. Um, like I say, the whole thing revolves around him. Looks like he got some good pieces around him, as long as the O-line could stay healthy. I think uh, it all goes around Stafford, so he's definitely going to be the MVP. So I want to throw out a couple... Um... Numbers about Stafford, at least betting-wise. So Vegas has his over-under at 4,005 yards passing. Do you guys say over or under? Ooh. Mm, over. Uh, I'm going over. 
My only concern is that I know the run game is going to feature prominently, which might cut in his yards, but I I would say over. I'd say about even. I think that's about right where well, I Well, he can't throw for 4,000 and a half yards, so it's either over or under. Oh, I thought you said 4,500. <laughs> you call the exact number, okay? Like he's you can't throw for a half number. yard. You can't that's throw for old. a half yard. I'm going with 4,001 yards. So let, let me just throw this out to you. Besides last year and the two rookie, his rookie year and – and uh, his second year where he was hurt. So his rookie year, his sophomore year, and then last year, he has thrown for over 4,200 yards or more. But this is a new offense with uh, that philosophy of run first. Uh, he averaged <laughs> his least yards per attempt last year. A lot, a lot of career lows, actually, last year in terms of his production. I could see why this number is so low. I'm going to say over. I think he... I think they get the offense rolling with uh, more play action and more deep throwing and more successful deep throwing. I definitely agree you're, you're, they're going to be yeah, deep throwers, but I disagree that it's going to necessarily be a lot of yards because I think they're going to – I think if carry on and uh, the other running backs, they're going to be pretty effective on the ground. I, I think it's going to cut into the overall number. You're also assuming it's a, it's going to be a run-first offense, which is not necessarily an assumption we need to make. I think uh, – I think it's a fair you know, assumption. I, I, no, I, I do with Bevel being the OC, but with uh, Patricia being the head coach, uh, coming from the Patriot uh, way of doing things, we're going to go with what what's we need to do that day. And, and if we go by that philosophy, uh, there's going to be days when the staff is going to be lighting it up. There's going to be days when we run more. Well, I'd uh, love to see that, but yeah, everything we've seen from Matt Patricia does not – say that's going to happen i don't know what about that what we've seen from matt patricia is a jim bob cooter offense so i mean i think we're going to see a more so, fluid offense i think it was a jim bob cooter offense with a matt patricia influence so in terms of run the ball and pound the ball i mean you might be right i don't i, I don't know we don't Look, have that insight you can't but. go by that first year man he he, he came in late after a super bowl that's all i have to I go mean, off of he, he, he couldn't get the coaches he Incomplete wanted. Incomplete data set. Now it's his team. Last year, it was the, you know, I mean, no, you can't compare it to last year. Just can't. <laughs> well, it's the only <laughs> thing I have to compare it to, so. <laughs> it's an incomplete well, data set. Can, then. <laughs> can, we, can we throw out Jim Bob Cooter's last year, Keith? Please. Yes, please. please. Oh, boy. <laughs> I oh, think Stafford's going to do well despite the loss of Jim Bob Cooter. And while we're on <laughs> while we're on Stafford as well, what if you guys had to guess, what do you think his odds are to win MVP before I tell you the actual number? Hmm. Well, Rud Dog, you know it, so you can't speak Aww. on this. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out to UJ Bob and Connor. <laughs> well my I odds, I'd say I'd say the Vegas odds are probably something like uh ninety to one. I'm gonna yeah. say more like Twelve to six, twelve to seven. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's an extremely high odds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's um, it is seventy to one is his odds to win MVP. Seventy to one. Yeah. Okay. I didn't even bother to count the amount of people in front of him. Um, just to give you a comparison with. Yeah. Well, yes. Uh, even so, just to compare with this week's opponent, Kyler Murray is at fifty to one to win MVP. So ridiculous. That's crazy. <laughs> I. I mean, it, if the Lions make, uh, you know, a top two seed in the NFC, you you can bet Stafford's name is going to be up there, and you can get really good value at seventy to one. True. I just don't understand what influences this popularity or what, just where the bets are going. <laughs> like, well, definitely where the bets are going is part of it, but also like 
the it's the media narrative, you know. That's how bets kind of go. True. Is with the media narrative. Everybody says the Browns are going to be, you know, be potential Super Bowl. Go put a few. Everybody bucks puts down. money in the Browns. The most heavily two bet on teams to win a Super Bowl this year are the Bets and the uh, the Bears and the Browns. The I don't get but that. It, it does seem though that overall, like in the national media and like the general consensus, Stafford's kind of a forgotten person now. Like they because he yeah. he's down last year, they're kind of assuming that. Oh well, he's not as exciting anymore. Yeah. So I think that's just a blip on the radar. I mean, I, I agree. I that, I'm with you a, there. A good bet there if you can take it. I mean, I also agree. We all agree. <laughs> we drink the we drink the blue Kool Aid here. We all agree. Yes, we do. Absolutely. That is true. <laughs> yeah. So I'm I want to move some right now. <laughs> let's let's go on to our next category, and that's going to be this is a little more open. Which I like. Ooh. It's a little more open because obviously the offense. Open category. Open category. Open category. Open category. All right. So that is defensive Flawless. MVP. This could go a multitude of ways. Oof. This uh, Davis's case is a little hurt by being possibly out the first quarter of the season. Can't he can make help. up for it. You still got time, Jared, but he's not going to be my pick. But we'll let Connor go first. Connor, want to hear? Who your thoughts are on defensive MVP this 2019 Defensive MVP? Defensive MVP. Uh, is it too bold to go with Flowers? I, I think he's... That's not I too bold. Know. He's I our mean, highest paid player yeah. on defense. But, yeah, that's true. I mean, I, <laughs> I don't know. I, I just guess with his previous work at Patricia, and he's just an absolute monster. I, I think he's going to fill a big hole for us. And I, I think the easy answer would be snaps, but I'm going to go with Flowers because I think he's he's going to really make a difference between us being a top 10 defense or not. Man. How about you, Bob? Um, well, if, if Jared Davis comes back in a few weeks, I'm going to go with Jared Davis because uh, uh, assuming uh, he comes back, which it looks like he's on track, he's, he's still – he practiced today, even though he didn't – he's not going to play. Um I'm going to go with Jared Davis. He's been getting better every year, and uh, I think he's going to have a breakout year this year. Yeah, I mean, right. it's going to be really interesting to see how much uh, work he can do off the edge as an edge rusher, I think. That's what gets me really excited about Gerard Davis. Definitely speed. Uh, how about you, UJ? Who are you going with? All right, my, my initial thing is to go with Snacks. Snacks is going to control that line. I mean, look what he did last year when he came to the he, – he utterly oh, yeah. changed this defense. One guy. Unbelievable. But uh, I'm not going to go with Snacks, though. I'm going to go with Darius Slay. I think Slay's mm. going to have a killer year this year. Big he, he, he's looking for the big money, and he's going to want to prove to the world how great he is, and he's going to do it. He's going to be awesome this year. So I'm going with Darius Slay. Yeah, and I, I'm <laughs> expecting a lot more uh, single coverage from the Lions this year, and that's where Slay is going to really stand out. Definitely. In his man-to-man coverage on the field. Uh, how about you, Rudd Dog? All right, I'm going to go with a little bit of a – I think this might be a surprise, but I'm going to go with Tracy Walker. I have a feeling we're going to mm. see big things out of him this year. I just feel like with his athletic ability and size and stuff, I think he's got like real potential to jump his game up to a huge level and really impact the game. He shows an act for getting to the ball, so – I'm going with Tracy Walker. Yeah, the, the thing that excites me about him, and I think a lot of Lions fans, is the I like it. the ball instincts that he has, the, yes. the ability to be in the right spot. We only saw it in flashes last the year. The game we won because of him, and then got robbed. Yeah. Stupid penalty. Uh, 
That was, yeah. like, that was like Glover Quinn, right? Or Diggs. I think yeah. it was Diggs. Yeah. Uh, it was Diggs. He held yeah. him right away, too. Uh, anyways, not, we're not dwelling on the past here. I, I, I just took a drink of Kool-Aid. I'm back. I'm back. All right. Um, so my, my defensive MVP uh, is, is Snacks. I mean, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the big D lineman, the big boy in the middle. He's, he's clearly Beast. like the, he, he just has that leadership presence as well on the D-line, it seems. I haven't heard much from Trey Flowers. Maybe we'll discover more about him and his leadership skills later. But Snacks is, uh, definitely seems like the most vocal guy in that line. And and he's a – you know, he's always had that edge, too. He was an undrafted free agent, and he's gotten and he's always out to prove people wrong. And I, just, I like that aspect about him as and well. he's simply a beast. That's what makes me think that he's a great lion, too, you know? People have counted him out for a long time mm. until recently. Yeah, true. And I just like that mold. You know, even Trey Flowers, he was, a, what, a fourth-round draft pick? Yeah, he was. And now he's, he's he proves people along every week, and Matt Patricia is the one that kind of got him in that position, so. I just love how yeah. beefy that line's going to be with them. <laughs> it's just like, they have oh Mike Daniels God. and freaking Aquara. Gee, we just got so many beasts. That's not even mentioning Ashawn and Deshaun. No. Gosh. So many big, strong dudes. If we could only find a B Sean and a C Sean. <laughs> yeah, right? You know? Especially I, in the D line, that'd be even better. I think they say that would be uh, something that might threaten the entire universe as we know it. <laughs> if you get all those <laughs> powers in one place. Yeah. Oh man, that'd be that'd be sweet. Um <laughs> Uh, so the next category we want to get to, and this is also uh, kind of this could go anywhere. I and this is offense or defense. Hmm. I want to get some everybody's thoughts on an unexpected hero nobody is talking about really that's going to step up and make the biggest difference for the Lions this season, offense or defensively. I'm going to start this one off first. I don't think people are talking about him enough. I know Rudd Dog, you're a big fan of his. Um, and we, I mean we all are, but Rudd Dog brings him up more often than not uh is Romeo Quara mm, oh boy. I, this guy had a uh, career high in sacks last year he, he tied the team with the lead in sacks seven and a half same as Trey Flowers with the Patriots too. yes exactly uh if this guy can step up he's gonna get a ton of one-on-one looks with the rest of the D-line being stacked if he can step up and be the guy that maybe gets that seven and a half again maybe he can get higher than that that'd be even better but he's going to be the guy on the line with that one-on-one look, and he's got to win that matchup every week if the Lions want to be really successful, in my opinion. Yeah. And I, I think he's up to it. I think oh, he's yeah. up to it. Don't count him out. You watch out. All right. Uh, I like it. How about you, UJ? All right. I'm going to say Nick Auden. Ooh, I, think, I like uh, it. I like it. The introduction of a fullback back in our offense, you know, Hopefully he can bring us some, uh, like, reminiscent of the Schlesinger days, you know, blast some linebackers, catch the occasional swing pass out from the backfield, you know. Uh, I think this guy's going to be tough, and I think he's going to really help our run game. And he might not get the the glory and all the touchdowns, but he's going to pave the way. So uh, he's my unsung hero, I think, this year. (laughs) So you bought in to bought in. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! I love it. Um, and uh, just a note about Bond as well. Chris Burke of The Athletic tweeted this out today. Just He just pointed out since he's in the locker room uh, that Bond has a hat in his locker that says, make fullbacks great again. 
Ooh, I love it. <laughs> nice. So I thought you might appreciate that, UJ. Definitely in his camp. I do. Um, let's go. Let's go over to Connor. Connor, who who is your unexpected hero that's going to make the difference for the Lions this year? Uh, you might, I you might hate this, but I could really see C.J. Anderson being a nice surprise. Oh boy! I see him. In I hope you're right. I hope you're right, man. I hope you're I can, right. I can see him in those short yarded situations getting those tutties for us. Who let Monterez on this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> it, I admit it's a controversial pick, but you know. Hey, I want him to do well, man. I, I'm, yeah, I do. We all do. We all do. Yeah, we I, I want him to do well. Oh, Don't get course. me wrong. I just don't think do he's you? going to. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong, man. I hope he d- defies what I've seen so far. <laughs> um, I mean, we hope him to be that the what Laguerre Blount never really was, except for maybe one game against the Bears on Thanksgiving last year. Yeah. So, oh, man. which we lost. Yeah. yeah, we did lose that. Uh, we just don't. We don't want to talk about that. Uh, so Bob, yeah, who is your okay. unexpected hero? Uh, well, it's I'm gonna go stay in the running backs room. I'm gonna go with Ty Johnson. Mm. I, I think this guy. I don't think many people know about him out of Detroit right now, but I think he's gonna be on ESPN highlights because he's gonna be breaking some big plays oh, yeah. and winning some games for us. I, I think he's gonna contribute and actually get us a couple wins. So he's gonna be a highlight reel in him, into himself. I'm I'm excited to see him. So I think he's getting yeah. good plays. He's not going to have the total yards like uh, you know carry on carrying the load, but I think he's going to make some big plays for us. How many yards do you guys think T T uh, Johnson gets this year? Mm. Uh, I'll say I'll, I'll say four fifty. Yeah, I'd say it's somewhere around there. Yeah, I was gonna, my over under is going to be like around four hundred. I'm going to say like six hundred. Oh, oh, dude, that would be I nice. Think, I think he's going to have a really That'd be amazing. <laughs> I think he's gonna have a real impact. Really His speed is gonna be hard to beat. He's gonna be a mismatch nightmare. I uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I I would say he gets around like thirty five catches. I'd say this year. That that's that's pretty high for a rookie. That sounds about right, though. Well, be, I, I, mean, I could see him doing it. Well, that's kind of taking Riddick's place, you know. And, uh, you know that guy we just yeah, signed also is like that. So too. Riddick. I just want to tell you the amount of receptions that we are losing with Theo Riddick gone. And by the way, Theo Riddick on the IR uh, to start the season with the Broncos. So the, this is starting in 2014. This is how many receptions he had each year, uh, Theo Riddick. 34, then 80, then 53, 53, then 61 last year. So that's yeah. the type of offensive production we're losing, and we'll see spread around more. Uh, we'll see how, how that's spread around. What's that new guy we just signed? He – He's McKissick? supposed to be, a, yeah. He's a receiver type too. So, McKissick, yeah, yeah. he fits right. a similar role. He's not, he's not he as was, athletic as Ty Johnson, but I'm just saying he, he's kind of he, done. Yeah, it. you're right. That's the way Bevel used him in, in uh, Seattle. Yeah. I guess. Mm-hmm. And so. so, I mean, he was yeah. actually he had his best years under Bevel. So. Do you guys see Carry On Johnson and uh, Ty Johnson being spokesmen for Johnson and Johnson later in the year? <laughs> oh. <laughs> It would only be yeah, right. Yeah, when we win the Super Bowl, that's a natural, uh, <laughs> that's a natural product endorsement. It would only oh, be yeah, right. great. Seen for the uh, opioid crisis. <laughs> oh yeah. yes, yes. Oh, <laughs> maybe not then. Maybe not. <laughs> oh, we um, just went off the deep end. We didn't even realize it. I think. Uh, I I think Rudd Dog, you're the last one. You got to give us your unexpected hero. 
Well, I, I think it's going to be the same as my last pick for the defense. It's Tracy Walker. I think he's going to have a big year and surprise everybody. Because yeah, he, he's, he's sort of a known entity, but I think he has a lot to – he's going to make a big jump from last year. That was unexpected that you would take the same guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really. Juked yeah. you out a little bit there. Went wow. double back. It was unexpected. <laughs> you can run dog's notes. He has this one name down. And so he just keeps going back to it. Uh, refer to my notes. <laughs> Tracy Walker. Who's going to be the kicker yeah. this year? Uh, Tracy Walker. <laughs> Wait. Oh, he doesn't Denver. kick at all. That's so weird. Why is my name down? Uh, Why is Walker. his name here? Uh, Can I just throw out one more name there? I'm going to throw yeah. out one more name. A guy that I think is going to make a big difference for this team that we were kind of missing last year, especially mm -hmm. in the second half of the season. And that's Danny Amendola, we, a guy that we haven't really talked about because we haven't seen him at all in the preseason. He hasn't practiced all that yeah. much. I would have said him, actually, but then I feel like he has been getting, He had a lot of expectations coming in this year. But I, the, the Lions need a guy that can get the ball on a third and short yeah. uh, within that third to seven, third and, uh, mm -hmm. you know, third and three type range. This is a guy that can make that quick cut, do By that drag spaces, do a little whip route underneath. Um, this yeah. is a guy that can find the zone. You know, he's he's, he's just got that experience. And I, I think yeah. that's a great outlet for Matt Stafford to rely upon that he didn't have last year necessarily. This is going to turn into a great free agent signing by Quinn. I, I, Stafford needs that guy to move the chain, you know. I mean, we got to keep this offense going. He's that guy that's going to do it. And he will get the yaks a lot yards like, you know. Uh, uh, Tate, Dylan Tate. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Tate, thank you, uh, did, but uh, he's definitely going to move the chains for us. He's going to be very valuable to us. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. you see what happens with, like, Brady when he plays with those kind of guys. They can sometimes be his whole offense. I mean. Yeah. Like, he was, you know, that Edelman, Amendola type. I think Stafford hasn't really had one exactly. I mean, Tate sort of was one, but he was a little bit more of a full body receiver. He wasn't just a slot guy. And, you know, we, we haven't even mentioned Galladay and Jones, uh, but th they have the key on those oh, guys, yeah. which, mean, which means Amendola's going to get open a lot. He, you know, he's not going to get double teamed. Between him that. and Hawk? Oh, my goodness. It's going to be ridiculous, yeah. Stafford's going to have some weapons. We can keep him clean in the pocket. And he's going to yeah. the league up this year. I mean, I just love in the red zone this season, Hawk and Jesse James coming off oh. in the, in the uh, red yeah. zone. We can't forget Galladay. about Jesse James. All that height. Because Jesse, yeah. Jesse James is getting paid a lot, uh, so he he's going to make a big impact on this team what as well. What if they had Logan out there, too, and he's 6'6"? Uh, I mean, there's so much freaking height. And Galladay. And Galladay. And, Galladay. and Marvin Jones isn't exactly yeah. a shrimp either. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I, I think in the preseason the pre they purposely didn't do any of that stuff. Oh, no. God, no. Guys in the oh, end. I, I agree. Think they, I think they just I said. Uh, I think it was like backyard football. You know, they just said, you know, on two guys. They didn't, I don't know if they told set a play or anything in the huddle. Yeah. To be quite honest, the way they were operating, <laughs> right? <laughs> I hope it's a lot cleaner than that. Come <laughs> game um, time. But, but it seems to me like in practice, just from what we can read as fans, that it, they they're really, really, really working on their red zone offense, and uh, mm -hmm. I think it's going to be a whole different game this year than we saw last year in, in the red zone. I mean. We're going to score yeah. a lot of points. I think play calling and, alone will make it so much better. Yeah, and speaking of St. Rita product, Galladay, um, <laughs> which... Wait, I went he went to, to St. Rita? Uh, same, I went to the same house. So did uh, 
We haven't heard, we haven't heard that mentioned on this podcast this before. shocking this a, to me. Yeah, this is a big reveal. <laughs> I think I need no, a minute to process. You talk about having Amendola and Hawkinson. You know, they're going to be able to move the chains. You have the, we're going to have a running game. We can get those uh, safety valve passes. I think it's going to open things up. I think Gallagher's going to have a huge year. He's going to be like yeah, yeah. Oh, top, yeah. one of the top uh, receivers in the league. As a so vertical I weapon, be, I think he could be it's outstanding. It's going to be fun. Oh, yeah. He's one of the few Lions players that actually gets respect around the league. Like, people tell me that they think Galladay is going to be a freak this year. Yeah. Nice to see. Yeah, I've seen that as well. Like, all the, like, in uh, fantasy leagues and stuff, people actually. Yeah. Him and Carrion. I heard that too. Yeah, Carrion's gotten a lot more respect in fantasy this year. He's been a top 20 pick. Routinely. I mean, people saw what he did last year in such limited performances, mm-hmm. and you can just tell he's legit. Yeah, he was the four- Carrion Johnson was the 14th uh, ranked running back last year in fantasy, and he missed the last six games. So, Jeez. Yeah, not too bad. <laughs> not too not shabby. Too not too shabby. Um, Please stay healthy. So the Lions, I just want to get to their Super Bowl odds before I move on to a couple other categories. Um, their Super Bowl odds. Our fifth worst at eighty to one. So for all our listeners out there, I love free money. This is uh this is the epitome of that. <laughs> eighty to one odds, baby. I I, like I love the big odds. Vegas. I love the big odds. Hey, big I odds, big Vegas money. Tickets. You got it. You got it in your pocket. Or maybe not in oh, your pocket, but <laughs> Yep. I, yeah. And you I, ju- I think you got it at sixty to Ooh. one, right? Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to say that. What is having yeah. for it to go down? <laughs> but I did. It was sixty to one when I. But I'm just saying, like, I'm just saying, uh, w- what caused it to go up to eighty to one since then? That, that was like in March, right, or April? Well, that's a good preseason, good maybe. I have no idea. We signed Trey Flowers. I mean, I think we we only got better. Maybe preseason has an impact on people's impression. Preseason rankings. Because it went from yeah. sixty to one to hundred to one to eighty to one, and where it settled at eighty to one yeah. now. Probably all those preseason predictions. I, guess. I think those info I, I mean, we didn't exactly look sharp. In, even in our third preseason game with Stafford, we didn't look like we were about to set the world on fire. So, I mean, but we yeah. were seriously depleted at that point, and maybe people don't realize that. I mean, we didn't have Trey Flowers. We didn't have Snacks. We didn't – I mean, we had some of our good players. We didn't have Jared Davis for more than two plays. So, I mean, we, they don't really know what we look like. I think it's it's kind of working out yeah. nicely. We're gonna we could surprise some people. Sure, she's sandbagging the whole league, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you. So eighty, 80 to one. I I'm gonna put my daughter's college fund up there. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, that's putting money, <laughs> money, baby. I always I always put I always put twenty to fifty dollars on it. So I mean, I'm the way fifty dollars is gonna pay out eighty to one. I I can go on a nice vacation. Yeah. Or a Super Bowl, yeah, or, or I can pay my way into the Lions Super Bowl parade. Maybe, like, maybe I get one of those ATVs or what? Uh, the 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 King Quad, the Quadcopter. <laughs> yeah. What is it called, UJ? Raffle the Quad, baby. It's <laughs> called the King Quad, made right. by Suzuki. It's seven hundred fifty cc monster beast. Yes, it's awesome, man. Oh man, we still got to work on that. We need to get that out there. It needs more exposure. We need the Lions involved. Um, so the over under in Vegas. And we we talked about the dumbass media earlier. Is it dumbass Vegas? I know they take my money, but I, I feel like they're 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 not smart in this regard. Um, over under six and a half wins. Oh God! Over. Oh, sh- oh, sh- I take the right. over strongly. 
Smash the over. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, What's that's an easy over. The, what are the odds on that? Um, so it's, it's minus 130 if you bet over, and it's, uh, I think, plus 120 if you bet the under. Ridiculous so it's not quite that. even. It's a little more favorable odds if you bet under that amount, but um, it's it's still, you know, the number. It's applesauce. Yeah. Hey, I'll take that. Another good good win right there. And Easy al- money. And the Lions to make the playoffs is plus 280, so 2.8 to 1 odds, and then to ma- not make the playoffs is like minus 150. Hmm. Mm. So they do not think favor play the Lions at all in Vegas, clearly. No. Yeah. They're going to win a lot of, of money this year. Our division, I mean, the Bears coming off a 12-4 and four season, the Packers are getting a lot of hype, and I think that's part of the reason we have a tough division. Yeah, they always get a lot of hype, those teams, because they're, like, so well-known nationally. The Packers know. are going to yeah. suck. <laughs> the Packers <laughs> are going to suck. FTP, baby, FTP. Yeah, Come on. They're going to finish yeah. last in the division. We'll see if Aaron Rodgers even finishes the season healthy again. It hasn't happened in a while. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, no, he hasn't. And uh, now he's yeah. not even agreeing with his offensive coordinator? We're gonna no, eat apparently alive. he is agreeing oh, from what I'm on. reading. Yeah. You mean he finally towed the company line? Apparently Aaron Rodgers is going to have to call anything he wants at the line of scrimmage, which is which is the whole contention early on that he, he would not be able to uh, freelance at the line, but apparently he will be able to. I would hope he'd have more clout. Whatever he's the been doing guy. the last couple of years, uh, we'll, you know, just keep doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been he's he's been bad, and nobody talks about it. Well, he hasn't had the cast he had the early parts of his career. Like, yeah, his they had a much better roster around him for or most offensive of his line. Career. Aaron Rodgers held on the ball uh, for two consecutive years longer than anybody else in the league because his offensive line would just give him days to throw the ball. Right. I mean, uh, yeah. they, he had if Matt Stafford had that amount of time to throw the ball, he'd, he'd, he'd be uh, talked about. He'd be in the Hall of Fame now game. as a player. Yes. Yeah, 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 an active Hall of Famer. <laughs> well, and, yeah. and uh, Rodgers does do well in the national spotlight. Like, as hyped as the Bears were last year, he went on and uh, beat them on Monday Night Football. Yeah, yeah. I think it was Monday Night. <laughs> Where he was like on a no, oh, bum leg. That was on a Sunday night to open up the season last year. I mean, yeah, you yeah. can't deny he can be sometimes uncanny and get away with some of the most oh, ridiculous yeah. stuff. I mean, like, he throws the best Hail Mary ball <sighs> I've ever seen. So, well, so infuriating. But, All right, but enough about that. Enough about Aaron Rodgers. Enough about Aaron Rodgers. We don't need to get. Smug bastard. <laughs> He's a little wuss. <laughs> He's just a Nancy yeah, boy. I, I think we rang his bell at the end of the season last year too. So you're gonna get He's rung again. Still a loopy. <laughs> um, so I have a few more categories I want to get to you guys, and these are a little, um, you know, a little unexpected, maybe perhaps. Ooh. So I want to, I just want to get your guys' opinion on this. I want to know who you think is the first line to get a personal foul Ooh. this season. Who's the first line <laughs> to get a personal foul? That's a good one. Ashawn Robinson. That's that was what I was gonna go with. I swear to God, I was gonna a- say Ashawn Robinson as well. Ashawn, I think he's gonna he shows lack of discipline sometimes. Yes. <laughs> he definitely does. Yeah. First penalty, first person to foul. First, yeah, Ashawn. Yeah, for sure. Um, That's a good one. I, I was gonna say maybe to buy just because he's a rookie, but yeah, he seems yeah, well. Looking at the rookie class, he's a pretty disciplined guy though. Um. 
I think it'll be Trey Flowers because he's going to actually run by a quarterback and not actually touch him, and the quarterback's going to fall down, and the ref's going to call a personal foul on him. He's going to use his chi <laughs> yeah. power to knock him over. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it, it won't be on. No one will touch anybody, but they'll call it. Yeah, <laughs> that that would that would happen to Lions for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the sad reality of our league. Just like the Phantom Hawkinson cut block, chop block, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, He's so, still torn up about that preseason call, man. Yeah, I, it's over. I, we really hope this I don't. Real now. I don't get hung up on things, guys. I swear, <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's just a terrible call, and I think the ref should, you know, really Tracy think on his Walker. life decisions. Tracy <laughs> yeah. Walker. Oh. Okay. Wait, I have his name in my notepad here. Why do you say that? So <laughs> the answer to the next question, whatever it is, <laughs> Walker. How did you know? <laughs> <laughs> so I want to. I didn't. I didn't tell you I, I was going to ask this one. Um, what is the? What will be the furthest challenge flag throw by Patricia? Last year he had a good thirty-five yarder. So my over/under this year is a twenty-five and a half yards. Is my over/under for furthest challenge flag throw by Matt Patricia? I'm going over. Yeah, because last year he did it on uh, sun on Sunday night against the Patriots. I really think he wanted to get a bum leg. I think it's going to be his first game back from the leg being bum, and he's going to just like see some ridiculous penalty and just chuck it. That's what I'm thinking. He's going to to just you know show what he can do again now that he's got his leg back. I'm with Bob. I think I think he's going to be under. And he's going to try to chuck it, and he's going to re-injure the leg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow, where is their Kool-Aid, UJ? Which I means that we won't get the raffle of a quad quite yet. <laughs> <laughs> that was on the blue Kool-Aid uh, computer simulation. Ah, <laughs> damn simulations. Yeah. All right, gentlemen. <laughs> all right, all right. So now we're going to get to the main event of this podcast. Ooh. I hope... You guys are ready. I hope you blue Kool-Aid drinkers are ready. Because it's time to give our season predictions, the record for the, for the yeah. season right now. So we're going to go around. I want to start with you, Jay. I want to get your prediction for the Lions oh, this season. <laughs> I've been really drinking a lot of Kool-Aid tonight. It's called... Uh, Special brand of Kool-Aid called Weller, <laughs> Special Reserve. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, so that's a very good my, Kool-Aid, UJ. Where'd you get that? I wish you didn't ask me first because I'm going to say 16 and 0. But <laughs> I, I'll, well, I'll just well, will you, Jay? I'll get, sound well, more realistic, even though I don't. I'm not like believing it, but I'm going to say 12 and 4. 12 and 4. All right. Yeah. I love it. I think it. we'll do better, but I'm going to say 12 and 4. And do we win the Super Bowl? <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Okay, okay. Just a real question. <laughs> and yeah. who do you think we beat in the Super Bowl? Ooh. Uh, not the Cleveland Browns, but <laughs> I, hope it's, I hope it's the Patriots. Ooh, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. Yes. That would be sweet. That'd be, Matt Patricia beating Belichick in the Super Bowl would be sweet. Uh, I'll be like talking over the torch. That would be the sweetest thing ever. <laughs> And then you'd have all the country rooting for us because everyone hates the Patriots. Oh, so. my God. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it could be like passing the love. torch. A new dynasty is born. <laughs> and, Bob, 
I'm going to go to you next, but I just want to repeat the schedule really quick. So Lions are at Arizona, home against the Chargers, at Philly, home against the Chiefs. So three of the first four games are against teams that won a playoff game last Easy year. Easy schedule I just say. so far. Week five, we're on a bye. Yeah. At Green Bay, week six on Monday night. Home against the Vikings. Home against the Giants. At Oakland. At Chicago. Home against the Cowboys. At the Redskins. Home against the Bears on Thanksgiving. Time for a revenge there. At Minnesota, week 14. Home against Tampa Bay. At Denver, week 16. Merry Christmas to us. And then week 17. We'll ring in the new year, or right before, or a couple days before the new year, with a home game against the Packers. Woo! Yeah. Woo-hoo! So, Bob, now that uh, I've said the schedule, I've just given you a little extra time to think it over. What is your well, prediction for the Lions this season? Well, let's see. You haven't, haven't had this Kool-Aid and getting all pumped up here about the Lions. Oh, yeah. I'm looking through this schedule. Oh, it's, yeah. It's hard, it's hard to find any little losses here. I, I guess, uh, you know, the Broncos, they might beat us. Uh, I'm going to go 12-4, too. There's going to be some random loss. Uh, at the end of the season, we might be resting uh, some people. So I'm going to go 12-4. Stafford, <laughs> regular season MVP. I like right. your – hey, Bob, I like your uh, logic there that we're going to be resting people. At the end. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Wait, uh – uh, Bob, will the Lions win the Super Bowl? Of course. Okay, yeah, okay. Of course. Okay. I and think who, they're going to beat the, the Chiefs. In the ooh. Super Bowl. Ooh, ooh, yeah. A, like re, a rematch. A rematch. Yeah. Yeah, rematch to the early in the season. We have so. all the film on them. We'll be ready to go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love Stafford it. Stafford versus Mahomes. Yeah, yeah, baby. Yes, yes. All right. Connor. You're up. I have a I have the schedule up right now, so I've been crunching the numbers while you've all been talking. Uh, I I honestly think they 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 start out really strong out the gate. I think they beat the Cardinals. I think they beat the Chargers, Eagles, and the Chiefs. I think they start out the season four and zero on their way to a twelve and four season and a Super Bowl victory over the Patriots. Ah. All right. I like it. I, I, like I love it. it. I love it. So two Lions over the Patriots Super Bowl predictions on this podcast. Take note, sounds, America. Sounds delicious. I can't believe we've had three Lions Super Bowl predictions. I know. Already on the wow. Unreal. See, the, 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 the media knows there's nothing. The media only... knows nothing. So dumb. <laughs> all right. We're going to take it over to Rudd Dog. Ooh, all right. Yeah, I mean, I'm with Bob. by looking at this, this schedule, and it's like, not very intimidating. I'm, you know, I'm unimpressed. You know, oh wow, the Chiefs—they were flashy team last year. Yeah, only threw 50 not, touchdowns. Yeah, not scared. Not scared. Uh, I think Darius Slay and Melvin Ingram are gonna, or what? What? Darry, what? Melvin? <laughs> Sean Melvin yes. are gonna eat the, the receivers alive, and uh, our D front seven just gonna tear people up this year. I'm going with. Uh, I feel like you guys were kind of weak on your Kool Aid. 13 and three. Is my prediction. I think uh, we're going to just be that team that yeah. just can flow like water and adapt to any team that's put in front of us. So, all right. Oh, and of course, we win the Super Bowl. All right, with a with a record record high score uh, or differential point differential. <laughs> so more wow. than that. What did the Bears win their Super Bowl by? Forty-five. 
three or something so like that. So we're going to go bigger than that? Yeah, I think it was 45 to three. It's probably going to be like 56 yeah. to uh, like seven. And who do we beat? Who do we oh, beat? this will also be the Patriots. I think there's just going to oh, be some man. poetic justice there. Wow. A lot of hey, Red Dog, what kind of Kool-Aid are you drinking? Mine says 90 proof. What does yours say? Uh, let's see. Uh, it's 100% alcohol. Oh, my God. No wonder. Jeez. Okay. Go ahead. All right. So now it's uh, I'm going to give my prediction now. So before I, I give the number, I, I, I do think this is an, a tough NFC North. It's, it's the toughest division in the NFL this year. I because I, the the quarterback talent's definitely the best. Uh, I mean, besides Mitch Trubisky, uh, but Weak. we'll throw him in there for now. But I really, really, really like this Lions team. I like we've been mentioning on this podcast. Totally underrated. I'm gonna go, but I'm gonna go eleven and five. But the Lions win the division oh, for the first weak. time ever. They, they win the division wow. with eleven and five. I do like wow, that part. Man. We need to win it's the division. <laughs> yeah, that was Do you even like the Lions, Bigsy? Jesus. I'm going to go 11 wow. and 5, but I'm going to have the Lions winning the Super Bowl over the Pittsburgh Steelers. Ooh. That's Ooh. what I that's what I'm guessing. And they're going to win that game 31 to 24. Hmm, so the Lions I have winning the Super Bowl 31-24 with the Pittsburgh Steelers. That'd be a nail-biter. And Matt Stafford's going to be Super Bowl MVP. And it'd be sweet right. justice. Bold be straight. Sweet that, was justice. Good come, that was good comeback, Zeke, after 13, three, or whatever. What did you say? 11 and 5 prediction? <laughs> yes. That, yeah. that was a good comeback. <laughs> boy, oh, boy. I thought we were Monterez was on our podcast. Trolling around there. Carlos Monterez would never give the Lions 11 wins. Come on now. Yeah, well. All right. Whatever. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Well, all right. So I think that's going to do it for our predictions this season. Blue Kool-Aid drinkers, what is your prediction? We'd love to find out. Follow us on social media, on Instagram at Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid, or on Twitter. I changed the Twitter handle. It was too hard for me to announce every week. It's hard to remember. I changed it. So our Twitter handle is now at Drinking Lions. There it is. Nice and simple. All right. That's better. With lions that drink the Kool-Aid. Oh, yeah. Drinking lions. At Drinking Lions on Twitter. Lions, yeah. (laughs) Um, So follow us on there. Please, uh, you know, give us your thoughts. We'd love to hear from you. I mean, we can have you calling on this podcast, too. We we want – this is a – we're fans. We're all fans here. Oh, yeah. And we're just reaching out. We're a big, you know, big community. We're all believers in our Super Bowl team this year. Um, if you like the podcast as well, please share it with other Lions fans. Please leave a review on uh, Apple Podcasts and uh, give us your thoughts, you know, negative or, or positive, really. And uh, we are going to, um, you know, we're, we're going to have a great season going forward, you guys. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Super Bowl um, here. So right now, man. Yeah. pumped right now. I can't wait. Yeah, so um, last but not least, as always, for this 2019 season, Go
field, a charging team that will not yield. And when the blue and silver wave, stand and cheer the brave. Rock, rock, rock. Go hard, win the game. With honor, you will keep your fame. Down the field and gain Alliance victory. Ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.